It's the State of the Empire podcast. Every week, get a behind-the-scenes peek at the inner workings of the Arena Football League's Albany Empire. We have unfinished business to settle. Let's learn how our players, coaches, and front office are fighting to bring a championship back to the Capital Region. Now, your hosts, the voices of the Empire, A.J. Cannell and Mike Falvo. Welcome back to the State of the Empire, a weekly look inside the Albany Empire. The voices of the team, A.J. Cannell and Mike Falvo with you as always, joined by Mo Ruffins this week. In the building. Offensive lineman, all six foot five, three hundred and twenty of you. Nah, not, it's not, not twenty. Not, not anymore. It's not updated. All right, well, <laughs> updated about, for about my three fifty. But I've been, but I've been that. But I've been that though. I've been that. That's that's an old. That's well, an old one that they haven't updated. Good I to set the record it. straight though. Right, right, right. So. We'll, we'll talk about that though as well. Just uh, your kind of evolving role throughout your. Uh, career and, and what you know you have planned for this upcoming season with the empire but originally out of la tech yes, been, been around the block uh with several different arena football league teams uh this is going to be your second year with your sixth different afl team in addition to to other leagues and stuff correct yes sir um just i would i would stay with a lot of those other teams if those other teams wouldn't have folded right you know right after i joined the squad Besides Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was the only team that that didn't fold. But every other squad that I played on, for the most part, uh, ceased operations not too long after that. So we're just like, ah, I couldn't get that continuity with the city and the team that mm. I, like I wanted to. So that's why well, when Jacksonville got down there, I stuck with it, man. It was a good franchise. Yeah, you stayed with them even though they were they they moved to the NAL. Yeah. Um, so given what you just said there, what does it mean now? Well, first of all, cool on you for for officially not being that jinx. Yeah, so yeah. it's good that yeah. it wasn't you. It was you're, not you know, me. It because not now me. you're back with the Empire, which definitely did not seize operations because we're all here. And they had a great season one. What does it mean, Mo, to have been involved with a team that seemed to be very successful in terms of that fan support and is now stronger than ever going into year two? Right. I came in uh, midseason. Was, you know, I would have been here in the beginning of the season, but was rehabbing an injury. So by the time I got here, obviously things were already a well-oiled machine. You know, the 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 um the attendance was great you know the the fans were really into the games it wasn't just them showing up it was them supporting you know them cheering and then just getting around the city you know you see a lot of a lot of different cities you go to you don't necessarily get the fan support but when you go to these events throughout the city you start seeing like guy they they're really invested in this team and it was Obviously, a plus that we were doing well last year enough to merit that support. You know, sometimes teams mm-hmm. aren't good, and you know the, the the fans dissipate. But we we were stringing some games along. We brought some talent on, so it was it was fun to join that, especially with the familiar faces of teammates that I played with before, and and other guys that I've seen around the league, and 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 just and like I said, stringing these wins together and and coming close. You know, we got some unfinished business this up season, this mm-hmm. upcoming season, but. Um, it was it was it was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Now you mentioned playing with a lot of the guys on the Empire, you know, with previous teams and everything. Mm-hmm. So was it really difficult for you to adjust to Empire style football? No, nah, not at all. Not at all. Especially because I'm that guy on a team that I'll. It doesn't matter. I'll play whatever role. You know, I know. Obviously, they brought me in for a reason to you know to be the starter and to and to protect Tommy. But you know, I'll play whatever role you need me to play. I'm not a. I'm not a guy that is a me guy. I don't. I don't need to. 
I don't have this long list of things that I need. It's just, hey, I want to come in and, and do whatever the team needs to get done. So, yeah, obviously right. Tommy, the familiarity with Tommy is being my quarterback for three years. Um, other, you know, I could long list of guys like Mike Benson who came on late and, you know, other guys, Joe Hills and people I played with and, and played against. It was, it was easy for me, a very easy transition. Mo Ruffins, how much of your role is, uh, and the offensive line group in general, their role on this team, how much of that is a leadership role? Because just from, I wouldn't say from afar, but kind of, you know, for me, for my part of things, observing, not really being quite in the locker room, but being close to it. Mm-hmm. From what I saw last year, it seemed like there was no position group that had more of a leadership role, just this is my opinion, than the mm-hmm. offensive line group. With 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 you, Ryan Cave, and Hayworth Hicks, mm-hmm. I felt like you guys were, were consistently kind of those voices that people could turn to. Did you feel that way about last year's team? Uh, yeah, and, I, and I've thrived in that role on other teams, and same thing here. I, just like I said, they brought me in for a reason, and, and guys are familiar with me, and they know how I am. I'm a vocal guy. You know, um, I've been blessed in, um, you know, to be talented enough to go out there and back up, you know, the, the things that I talk and, 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 and try to, you know, push that on to my other teammate, just the motivation and things that we go through every day, whether it's, you know, motivating and, and being a leader in practice to game day. I, I try to go out there and do the best that I can to, to get that out of my teammates. And I want them to get that out of me too. Just, and, and obviously having a talent guy. Talented guy like, you know, Hicks, who's obviously offensive lineman of the year. My guy Cave was my teammate before in Jacksonville, who's first team all arena. And, and obviously Mike Benson, who's been the same now and he's, and he's here. So it's, it's, it's a group of guys in the nucleus that we know if we go out there, we're going to, we, we are going to do our best to be able to back up what, you know, we go out there every day and work and talk and we try to push that on the rest of our teammates so that they can roll with us too. So Benson being the fullback, you kind of clearly you consider him part of that group. Obviously, his you know his role as the fullback is primarily to help block mm-hmm. as well. So have you heard from from Hicks lately? Because you have Benson back, you have yourself back, mm-hmm. you have Cave back, and all of you are guys that have done it in this league. I mean, Hicks, as you said, offensive lineman of the year last year. Cave was first team all arena. Now you joined mid seasons. So you really weren't up for those teams, but your performance was every bit as good when you were here. Uh, is do you think there's any chance that 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 Hay ends up being able to come back? Yeah, we we've talked to him. He's he's um he's he's definitely talked to the coaches, and he's 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 weighing some things. But hopefully we can sway him uh, back because I know I know he was talking about you know retirement and, and and being done, and and he's you know he's a family man, so he enjoys being with his fam. But you know we we've we've talked. Um, you know I need to. I told Cave, uh, me and Cave talk all the time. I told Cave I need to hit him up just so I can be that ear to kind of to kind of keep pushing because he wants to be here. But like I said, he's weighing other things, mm. so I need to I need to definitely hit him up because it's, it's getting close. And um, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll be back in an Empire uniform this season. And you know, speaking of getting close, training camp's going to be starting up here very very soon. There's going to be a lot of new faces mm-hmm. on the field. You know, a couple guys coming from different teams, a lot of rookies coming in this year. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what what do you look for as a veteran player out of these young? You know, for lack of a better term, a lot out of a lot of these young bucks that are coming in, these rookies coming from all over the country. What do you look for? What do you tell them when they show up at camp? Um, my. Just, just thinking. Obviously, the guys that coaches bringing in there, they have to have some talent. 
you know, that I don't I don't doubt that coach is bringing any guys in here that he doesn't see that can play on the football field at any time. But just be a sponge because, you know, mostly every guy besides the guys that's on our team that's played before, played on other teams before, and has been in this league before, are coming from outdoor. So it's a different game. So just be a sponge and kind of learn the game first and transition your game to where you start understanding the little intricacies of arena football, and then that's when you you learn the game more, and then you could really get in there and try to put your put your product on the field. So really, it's just being being a sponge and learning first, and then and we and it's tough that because training camps only two two and a half weeks, so we don't really have a lot of time to really right. um, get guys going as fast as we want them to. Um, but it's just it's just learning the game and then really getting there and applying what these coaches tell you with these other vets, you know, especially offensive line, defensive line, because we, we, we know both sides of the game. Most guys know both sides of the game, so we're just trying to get them to, to get their game ready for the arena football game. And now, coming from the outdoor into the to the arena league, what kind of learning curve is there? Is there is there a huge learning curve, small learning curve, or is 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 it really just getting in there and grinding? It's it's a little bit of both. I know for receivers and DBs, it's like landmarks. Obviously, there's a <laughs> there's a giant wall right there. There's no there's no walls <laughs> in outdoor. Um, but it's just it's just landmarks. It's it's um when you, when you look at offensive defense defensive line wise, it might be a lot of zone reads and things like that. It's it's two and three guys working together as one offensive line, defensive line wise. Yes, you're all working as one and one group, but for the most part, it's a lot of one on one matchups. It's a lot of you know this the end going to get that tackle this you know. So it's 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 a lot of things. It's a lot of things that you gotta put together as a team, but there are definitely individual um, things that you have to learn from each position that isn't the same, you know, going into uh, coming from outdoor and going indoor. So just, just, just learning those little things. Well, one discussion we wouldn't be having if we were talking about outdoor football would be talking to an offensive lineman like you who described at the end of, or rather the beginning of the podcast, the fact that you weigh 350 pounds, which is your athleticism at that weight is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. One thing we would never be talking about in outdoor football would be somebody of your size who plays your position potentially catching passes, mm-hmm. whereas that's an, that's an element of the arena game where you have the, the tight end, an eligible player, is one of the three offensive linemen. Now, the Empire Moat, as you know, didn't really target that tight end position at all last year. I'm wondering, is there any chance you might, because you've done this in your past, uh-huh. any chance you'll get out there and catch a couple of balls this year? Yeah, Coach Moss. Any any <laughs> chance that I <laughs> nah? We 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 definitely ran that in Jacksonville when Moss was uh my uh, head coach in OC. Hit, let him tell it. <laughs> I came in mid season. We didn't work on it a lot, so that's why we didn't utilize it a lot. Which gotcha. it's funny to me because Coach knows me and he knows it. We've we've done this. It's not it's not a new thing. So you so you feel like from what your tone of voice, you sound like you can get out there and, and do I, that. I I can. We've and we've done it before. Yeah. So he's it was funny. We had a conversation a couple weeks ago, and he told me, "Yo, well, we're gonna be here from day one now, so we can work on it in training camp. But we're gonna start from 
day one doing all that stuff, Moses. Well, that's why we're glad to have you here. I think I can speak not only on behalf of myself and AJ, but on behalf of the rest of the Empire fans. We want to see a more Ruffins touchdown I, touchdown dance this year. And it's not and it's not just for me. I like to get the fans going, but it, it that also opens up the receivers and <laughs> yeah. keeps the D line and so that me catching balls and me catching touchdowns. It also goes throughout spreading the love throughout our offense and opening up our offense more. So that's why I try to get more since I'm, he knows I'm not selfish. If I go the whole season without catching a pass and we're winning, great. See, now that's what a real teammate would say. It's not about me. It's about the team. It's not. Yes, I would love a touchdown dance, but it's about them. It's not me. I'm getting a touchdown dance this year. You hear hear me, coach? You hear me, coach? You heard it here first on the state of the empire. (laughs) Mo Ruffins is getting in the end zone and then uh, subsequently dancing. Uh, you know, one thing that was great though about last year's team, um, was the consistency of, of the position group of the offensive line. And just you, you look at the fact that you guys only allowed four sacks the entire season, uh, in the regular season and one more during the playoffs. If you compare that to four regular season sacks allowed, the Empire defensively sacked the quarterback 18 times during the course of the season, which is an exceptionally high number, and, and yours was a very low number. So how do you have that sort of success, would you say, as, as a group throughout the course of the season? It's continuity. We know the guys that we, we you know, we, we know the guys that we play with. Um, we, we got great coaches that, that scheme a lot of a lot of good schemes up with, with Coach Moss and, and Coach Keith. And a lot of credit goes to Tommy too. Tommy Tommy's a quarterback in this league that just does not take sacks. He he's got good vision. He he he's got good feel of the offensive line. Um, you know, because we're 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 human and we don't make we make mistakes and we're not perfect all the time. So those times where we may make mistakes, um, he he doesn't take sacks. You know, throw it away. He'll get it to the check down and things like that. And defensive line wise, I mean, we got. The best defensive line in history we're in the football on our team, so that, that definitely helps. And and other guys like we had last year with Cato and Cisse who was an all arena guy and, and, and Summers who was an all arena guy too. We we had we had some talent and and they are hard workers and they were um just relentless when it comes to pursuing the quarterback and it, it's good to have that on your team. I'm glad we got Cisse back, glad we got Joe back, sad we lost Summers. But um, you know, it's it they, we had a we had a good front. And I'm, I'm excited to have most of those guys back this year. So what are you looking forward to most this upcoming season? Winning. We need a championship. We we fell short last year. Uh, we felt we felt like we didn't play to the best of our ability. And we made mistakes that we aren't normally prone to making, especially as the season progressed towards the end of the season. Um, and, and, you know, shouts out to Washington. They – they won the game that matter. You know, we, we beat them in a lot last year, and the game that they need to win, they won. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, shots to them, res- respect. But this, I, we, we, um, we felt like we gave them what they got last year. So, mm. it's just correcting the mistakes, having that fire from that, because I know I'm motivated because of that. Um, would have been really nice to host the championship game here. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we have another opportunity at it, um, this upcoming season. Obviously we got a, a good bit of our nucleus back offensively. We got some new guys that are talented. They're very talented coming in. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the opportunities we got this upcoming season.
Yeah, Mike and I were having a little bit of a chat before this, and so we we decided that you know most of the boxes appear to be checked. I mean, this is not even really factoring any of the rookies because to I mean to me, it's TBD. You know, mm-hmm. who amongst that group ends up stepping up? Going to give them all an equal chance, but just amongst the veterans that have been signed, it seems like most of the boxes in the roster have been checked. If there's probably one area, you know, we'll get more into this maybe in future radio shows and podcasts, but I think there's probably more work to do in finding people in the secondary. Mm-hmm. We'll see uh, you know, if some of those rookies can step up or if there are more signings there. But almost every other position across the team, it seems like uh, you know, the, the a lot of this the holes have been filled and a lot of guys have been brought back from last year's team. So without further ado, we got Mo Ruffins here with us. We'll go into a couple of the news and notes items um from what we saw this past week in Empire Football and the free agent signings and We'll weigh in, get Moda weigh in as well. So, I mean, to me, there were three big news items, and if I'm missing an additional one, Mike, you can you can come in and add more to the list. But mm-hmm. off the top of my head, the three biggest things were, um, number one, bringing back Colin Taylor, a very successful veteran wide receiver who played more of a complementary role on last year's team compared to some of his all-arena years in the past, mm-hmm. you know, playing behind Malachi and Joe Hills, now Malachi moving on to the Alliance, and maybe Colin will be able to step up more this year. But it's definitely good to have him as a veteran presence back to join Jordan Williams and Quentin Sims um, and a couple of others that are that can be part of the mix this year in addition to any rookie help that uh, the team that gets. X-Factor and the receiver spot. CT coming back. And then one I wanted to get from you, Mo, this kind of number two, is the recent signing of Jeremy Richardson. Mm. We we had had conversation in recent podcasts about the Iron Man and how it's kind of gone away for the most part in the league. But Richardson is an example of the Iron Man still existing with some players in the league. He's done it and continues to do it on both sides of the ball. And so as a guy that uh, can be a blocker at the fullback position and somebody you've gone up against on the defensive side of things, how much does Richardson, who comes over from Philly, add to the team? Uh, that's my guy, man. Me and Jay Richardson go way back. We played, uh, we were teammates in San Antonio, so I know all about Jay Rich. He's a, he's definitely a good addition to the team. He could, he could play fullback and and block and go out and 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 catch passes and run the rock. He's he, he could play D line if you need him to. He's a, he's a good Mac, and he's all he's also another uh, fire guy. You know he he'll he'll bring that that energy and that and that you know that spark to your team that gets guys going on a daily basis. And also against other teams, he might be that that nuisance that gets people out of their game. So um, it's definitely it's definitely good to have Jay Rich here, man. He's 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 a good addition to the team. Yeah, I mean he's a very capable fullback, and last year was first team All Arena on defense. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a pretty impressive resume right there. And in addition to already having Benson uh, at fullback, and then uh, I mean another of the three big things that I wanted to get to the third component of that was a change at the kicker position mm-hmm. with the Empire. Deciding to move on from Kenny Spencer and bringing in Adrian Trevino, who most recently kicked for Philly. And so that's, Mike, a big change. You know, it is. And earlier this afternoon, you know, you and I kind of went back and forth in in a text message on this a little bit earlier today. Kenny is on his way to Philly. Uh, So he'll be wearing a new new uniform uh, next season. But uh, Trevino's coming in from Philadelphia. He uh, he gave us some troubles last season, if I remember correctly. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So it'll be good to have him on the squad, have that experience, you know, but also to fill in that gap where, where Kenny was. I, you know, I remember last year there were a, a couple of guys coming in and trying to use, trying to, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, motivate, motivate. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Kenny's moving on. Uh, now we got Trevino coming in. Hopefully he'll be the, the, the linchpin, if you will. Mm-hmm. That'll hold hold the special teams together. Uh, another name I wanted to throw out there. I was just looking at yes. this. Donnie Miles, coming from North Carolina University in North Carolina. He's coming in with some experience. Baltimore Ravens and Atlanta Falcons. He had some show. Uh, had a good show with them. Most recently in the alliance with the Atlanta Legends. So he's bringing some of that experience down here. Uh, very talented guy. Very talented defensive back. Again, going back to what we were talking about before, where. Uh, one of our main needs is going to be in the secondary. So he's going to bring that experience. He's going to bring that fire from a, the Ravens, a team known for defense. Mm-hmm. And the Atlanta Falcons, again, another team known for defense. Mm-hmm. So he'll bring that fire down. Uh, when you see guys like that, that come down with that experience, does that motivate you more? Or do you see that as kind of an opportunity to to spread the love and get the other guys motivated. Same, same. The, just, well, we know, obviously, you, you had to, you're not, you're not going to get to that level without having some kind of talent. So getting down here, knowing that you, you've definitely made uh, a, a move to, to be great in that aspect. And now you're coming to, to this league to be great in this aspect. It's a nice dynamic to have to say, Hey, look now, Learn, learn. Like I said before, learn the game. You know, learn your landmarks, learn your little intricacies here and, and here and there. To where now you could put all that talent and put it in your arena game, and you could just ball out. Especially with a lot mm-hmm. of young guys, like you said, that that have that fire and, and and have that energy and have that passion. Especially that energy and passion to want to get back to the next level. So you're not coming here to look bad and play and not play well. You know, you're coming here to help this team win, and you're coming here to ball out. So yeah. that I I love those type of din- dynamics where you have young guys that are really really hungry and really really um, excited about the opportunity to try to play ball and hopefully get back to the next level. So uh, here here's a question about the veterans. Now you just addressed sort of the motivation and the mindset for the younger guys, but I'm wondering like you know you see let's compare it to free agency in like the NFL for instance where mm-hmm. you know sometimes a guy goes somewhere where he can get more money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he goes somewhere where he can find a better role for himself once he's a free agent. Now, in the, in the AFL, the contracts reset every year, and there's a chance for both sides to get a fresh start every year, and sometimes you choose to do that, sometimes you don't. I'm wondering, like, take us, if as best you can, take us inside kind of the life of an AFL veteran who's searching for that right fit year after year. Like, what, who... For instance, you come back to the Empire. Did they approach... Do they approach you first? Do you approach them first? How does that work? Like, just... We'll take it for, for, you, for, for your example. No, they they approach us. Obvi- yeah. Obviously, a guy like um, Keith is familiar with me because Orlando, us playing in Jacksonville. Moss has been my coach. So they, they, they know the guys that they want mm-hmm. here. So most, mo- for, especially with veteran, when it comes to veterans, 95%, you know, 90 to 95% of the veterans in this league are contacted by, you know, coaches, position coaches, stuff like that. Um, from from those type of guys that want you on their team and know how you're fitting as far as um, 
our player aspect, a lot of the guys talk. A lot of guys are friends. A lot of guys have played on the same team or played against each other for years. So you know who's, you know, who's, who's good, you know, who's, um, capable of taking you to that. We're, we're motivated by championships. We want to win championships. You know, obviously, you know, the, the money aspect will come wherever you go. Right. But we're motivated by trying to put a nucleus of guys that have, um, you know, went deep in the playoffs or and like kind of, kind of, kind of how the model that, um, <clears throat> like a, like a Philly is, is, um, put together like an Arizona Rattlers used to do is to try to keep the same team together for two, three, four years and build that talent through the team. And then you see every year is always Philly in the conference championship, Arizona mm-hmm. in the, in the arena ball. So just like that obviously is a, is a blueprint for a team to say, Hey, look, we want to build the same thing too. We want to have a, a solid quarterback. We got an MVP quarterback. You know, we want to have a good offensive line. We got a good offensive line receivers. We had two first team, you know, all arena receivers last year. And then just the same thing with the defense. We had a lot of all arena guys. So we're just trying to build that team together to have guys that are all together that want to go far. Take me through like, um, I mean, I, I was going to ask you about Richardson, but uh, you know, maybe I'll ask you even about Trevino first, because to me, that's like a, I mean, he's a kicker. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you could go, you could kick for all, but he could kick for Philly. It's going to be a similar job. He's, now, he's, now it, yeah. with that example, like, why do you think? I mean, I know I'm asking you to get inside somebody else's head, mm-hmm. but like, so you have that change where on now Albany gets Trevino, Trevino, like we just talked about. And now Phil is going to get Spencer. When Rob Keefe is kind of talking to these guys, Coach Moss, when they're going after these players, like, what do you think makes Trevino say, "Okay, now I'm going to go switch teams and go to Albany this off season"? What do you think would be the reasoning behind that? And if you want to, you can you can address the the Richardson thing as well. Like, take me inside somebody's head when they're like, you know what, I'm going to go to Albany instead. This, the same, kind of the same. I think the familiarity of players, um, being wanted could be another, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know how, uh, Phillies work the organization down there, but I know a lot of the coaches might really reach out to you and, and, and talk to you and text you and call you and it can be like and, a recruiting pitch. Yeah. It, it, and it really is. And so yeah. you see that team that might be being built by the, the other signings and then the coaches really pushing to you, hey, look, you know, we really want you here, this, 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 and that, and we want you in this role, and, you know, we, we see this for you. And so it might just be a fit for a player. I know I know for a guy like Jay Rich, you know, he knows that, um, you know, Derek signed with Columbus. So he, he's like, well, they need a Mac. Maybe I'll come here and I could be the Mac in Philly, but – Albany has these fans. Albany has an MVP quarterback. You know, so it's a lot of things that may go in. And same thing with Trevino. I, I mean, I, I, as a, as a, as a personal guy, love, love Kenny. Kenny, Kenny can kick, but go leading up into before we signed him, you know, hey, he's on my team now. I love him. But before that, I hated him because this dude was like the barball king. Yeah. Like we play every, like I played against Philly for years and somehow the barball that you don't want to happen to you. Somehow it'll happen to you with him. So just like, uh, you know, hopefully he hears this somehow. And I need you to do the same thing that you've been doing to me for years, sir, to the other teams because you've been killing me for years. You're talking about, so Trevino, I'm talking about Trevino. I'm talking Trevino's about Trevino. He's the barball king. <laughs> he's, bar, he's literally, for some, somehow he'll find like the most inopportune barball when you're going against him. When you're going against him, you're playing against him, it's just like, oh, you're killing me, bro. 
Well, Killing me. Yeah, because like I thought last year, I mean, obviously, if you look at the numbers, don't lie. I mean, I think the Empire struggled more with making kicks than the other teams, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't close. Right. And so a change ends up being made. But, the you know, in fairness to Kenny last year, the special teams is a really big part of it. And he was he was consistently very good at that aspect of the game last year. Yes. We got a lot of bar balls and a lot of special teams. Honestly, with a couple of better breaks, probably could have gotten more special yes. teams-related change of possessions. I thought we kind of got some bad bounces here and there. But Kenny did his job on special teams uh, on the on the uh, on the kickoff aspect of things. Um, you know, it didn't always work out. I think he's. We'll, we'll, I think he'll have a better season this year in terms of making kicks that didn't always work out last year. But you know, it sounds like you're confident in in Trevino. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but he's, Mike, he's a solid kicker. Mike, he you have one more question, right? Yeah, you, you know, you mentioned you know getting back to kind of the recruiting aspect of it. Now, do you think with some of the new players coming into Albany this year, a lot of it was maybe they you know they came to the TU last year and they saw the atmosphere and they said to themselves, "I want to be a part of this." Or, you know, I, I can't speak for Coach Key, for Coach Moss or anybody. You know, maybe they were on the phone with them and said, you saw what goes on in the TU with, mm-hmm. with our fans. You need to be a part of that. Do you think that plays a role? 100%. You know, when you when you go to spots, I, that was, before I went to Jacksonville, it was one of my, it's one of the things that sticks in your head. You don't know what the organization is like because obviously you haven't played there. But before I went to Jacksonville, just every time we used to go to Jacksonville, they would just be sold out, fans crazy, um, you know, loud atmosphere. And that, to me, it doesn't affect me. I much rather, as crazy as it sounds, much rather play in the road than I would at home. I enjoy shutting up fans <laughs> on the road than I do, like, getting hype at, the, at you know, at, at a home game. So it's just me. I'm different. But that, that goes into 100% to – you know, the, the, the recruiting and, and guys wanting to be places because they know that's now what you would have if you were on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, like one of my, one of my good friends is on the team now, a receiver who I think is, um, on top of Jay Will and, and, um, CT and, and Q Sims now is DJ Stevens. Right. Yeah. Um, he, I think he's, I think he's going to be a next factor this year because I play. He's my teammate in uh, San Antonio for two years, and he's really, really, really talented. And he'll call. He called me uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was just like, "Man, how is it up there? Um, you know, how's the coaches?" And you know, I give him the rundown of just you know the things. And he was like, "Yeah, hey, man, it'd be dope to play play up there, man. Sold out, sold out uh, arena and fans going. So that that's things that sticks in your head because yeah. I'm listening to it when I talk to him on the phone. So I know that's definitely uh, a piece of the reason why a lot of guys, you know, want to come here because we 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 sell out. Our fans are, are rowdy. They're 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 fun, and so it's going to be good to have them back on our side this year." It's a great point to add Stevens to that to that mix in the conversation because I neglected to mention his name earlier and glad you got his name in there as a part of what I think right now is already an underrated uh, receiving group mm-hmm. because you know no hills and Malachi uh, you know Malachi obviously in the alliance and we're still waiting to see what might happen with Joe uh, but you know as I'm, of right even I'm as reaching, of right I'm now reaching. I talk to Joe all the time I'm, I'm reaching oh I'm we reaching need, I'm trying to get him you're trying. We, we need to do a weekly Joe Hills watch <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hills watch well, I talk to Joe almost every day I talk to Joe almost every day that's my guy well, he's, he's 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 
He's he's he's on the same fence kind of as Hicks, right? So I'm right. um, I'm trying to do the same thing with more a little bit more so with Joe because Joe's my boy, boy. But um, you know, I'm reaching, I'm reaching, trying well, to get him back. I hope it works out, and maybe <clears throat> you know, as we said at, the, at towards the top, maybe you get added to that mix, kind of uh, in the in the receiver room as well. What what if you know because obviously like the onset of legalized sports betting and and how much the league. Uh, is now embracing all that. I feel very comfortable being able to, to to mention this point. So, give me final question of the podcast. Give me an over under of Mo Ruffin's touchdown dances this year. What, oh, should, what should the over under be? The over under is going to be high because I'm going to celebrate with my receivers. Okay, too. so it's not just going to be my personal <laughs> it's, it's ones. It's a group dance. Oh yeah, no! That. Listen, I'm running down with receivers and dancing. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, running backs. Uh, Tommy, if he ever gets a rushing touchdown ever, you know, <laughs> I don't think he. Has, I think he has one ever. We talked about this last year. But, is that um, true? I think he has like one, and it's. Um, I think he has like quarterbacks. Now not you're... like a real, not like a real rushing touchdown. It was like a quarterback no. touchdown. No, I know, but like, why doesn't that happen more with him? He's so tall. <laughs> Tommy think... doesn't want to run. Tommy doesn't. Want to run. He just doesn't. He's... Oh, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy's, Tommy's not a runner. But I, <laughs> so the over under will be high. But my my personal, um, just going off of. Going off of Moss and Tommy, and, and we're going preseason. I'm gonna say five, five, five. Wow. My my season, wow. my season high was back in San Antonio. I think it was like seven, seven or eight. I think, I think we'll utilize a total team effort this year. I feel confident to say that we're gonna try to get everybody involved because obviously last year you have a. Malachi, hopefully we get Joe back. But what? it seems like we're trying to do it by committee with with talented receivers. Right. It's not right. like we're doing it by right. committee, by, but we still have very talented receivers. Well, and the committee approach, like, to make one more point, like, that could help, too, because, I mean, last year Joe was kind of banged up, yeah. you know, in the, in the arena uh, playoffs, mm-hmm. and that kind of ended up hurting things big time. But if you're more by committee – I mean, then it kind of makes you more immune to if one guy right. gets hurt. Also, Malachi too, he got rolled up in that yeah. uh, Washington yeah. game, yeah. so it's yeah. like mm-hmm. we were a little, we were a little beat up. So it's, yeah. you don't want to say, all right, who else is going to step up? You have to have that mentality, but you don't want right. to have that mentality, especially when Joe and Malachi were still playing. Right, you know, you still want to yeah. have them out there doing the best that they can. But you're right, you know, it might be a little bit easier to have a little bit more continuity on the offense if you're trying to do it by committee. So we'll see. I'm we'll excited. See. I know we got yeah. talented guys uh, at the receiver. Court. What's what's your favorite place to eat around here? Oh, man, come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the shorter list is him. what isn't your pl- place right. to eat around here. Because I'm spot. not good with names. I'm not good with names. Oh, so I'll oh, go to I a see. spot. Um, there's this Put Italian spot. spot that's kind of towards um, going towards Schenectady. Uh, it's like a mom and pop restaurant. It's really good. PJ's Barbecue in Schenectady is pretty good. Um, Let's keep it simple because I'm looking for something in my price range. PJ's is, PJ's is in the price range. Okay. All right. All right. That fine. just says to me AJ's looking for somewhere to eat after the show. No, no, <laughs> oh, he's for well, well, he doesn't know what he wants plans. for dinner. I'm <laughs> always looking for dinner plans. plans. But what I'm gonna, my point is I want to get you. So if you get five touchdowns this year, I will treat you to a meal. Oh, at, come on. Let's do it. That's okay. my that's my motivation. PJs. Din- no, that can't be. P- I gotta find something else good. <laughs> gotta find a new spot. It's gotta be a new spot. Okay. Spot, spot TBD. But, but but 
Worst case scenario, it'll be PJ's. I got you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got you. If, you get, if you get those five touchdowns, I, I will meals on me. Yeah, it, it's very possible. You just got to call them. I, 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 All right. I've been again. I've been blessed enough to score score a few touchdowns in my career. So see, see now my first call after the podcast is going to be to Coach Moss, and it's going to be, Hey, Coach, I really like the <laughs> offense last year. Why don't we just keep it nice yeah. and vanilla? <laughs> my wallet's kind of stretching thin. That's so fine. No. If we're winning, we're good. I hope. I hope that I lose that bet. Uh, all right, Mo Ruffins, uh, thank you so much for, for being generous with your time, taking the time out for this, yes. and we're looking Appreciate forward to, to camp in the upcoming season. Yeah, thanks Appreciate so much. Uh, Mike, anything else? You good? Uh, no, just do not forget, I mean, home opener, April 27th, Columbus. Yes. Tickets are still available, so get online, thealbanyempire.com, or call the ticket office. You can find that phone number online. Get your tickets, get your single-game tickets, get your season tickets. Season ticket packages are available starting at ninety six bucks, man. You can't man. you can't beat that. Right. Not well, with a stick. And they even have food packages available. So like you get a single game ticket and you want to get a couple burgers and drinks with it, you can upgrade it for I think it's uh uh you know, just a few bucks more. Mm, where, nice. You you where, can't beat it. Where else could you show up to a packed house also? Watch one dude who's an all-league talent play two different positions, both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. Jeremy Richardson, linebacker and fullback, and then another guy, Mo Ruffins, who we're talking about, 350 pounds catching touchdowns because that's going to happen this year. It Pretty is. cool stuff in the Arena Football League. Mo Ruffins is our guest this week. Thank you so much again. Thank for you. Mike Falvo, I'm A.J. Cannell, saying so long for this episode, episode 9 of the State of the Empire. We're back with you, as always, next week.